Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips with Joe Rett here to talk Gamecock men's basketball. Joe Rett, the former Gamecock great, joining us all season long here on Gamecock Central. Joe, happy holidays. Good to have you today. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to all the Gamecock fans out there. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, looking forward to talking some Gamecock hoops with you here today. Joe, the Gamecocks suffered their first loss of the season last week. Lost to Seton Hall by three points at Madison Square Garden. That was a week ago today, last Monday. But the Gamecocks did bounce back to pick up their first true road win of the season over South Florida on Saturday. So, Joe, the uh, Gamecocks continue to go without Cinderius Thornwell, who is serving an indefinite suspension. We don't know that he's going to be back for the Clemson game coming up on Wednesday night. So, Joe, talk about the Gamecocks' performance with Thornwell out. He's missed three games. South Carolina's 2-1. and one. The Gamecocks are currently ranked 22nd in the country in the AP poll. And the Gamecocks, you know, even though they lost by three to Seton Hall, it was a very close game, a game that was tied with 34 seconds to play. The Gamecocks are finding ways to win without their leader, Sundarius Thornwell. Oh, no doubt that, that Seton Hall was a tough game. You know, going in, whether he has Sundarius Thornwell or not, that that would be a very, very tough uh, outing for the Gamecocks. But it's all the maturation of this team so far. Uh, playing without that leader, um, they competed that game. And whenever you see a Frank Martin team, especially here in South Carolina lately, these guys play hard and they give themselves a chance to win any game. But uh, towards down the stretch, you know, you saw PJ play very well and some of the other guys. But in games like that, that's when you kind of, you know, rely on that senior. And that, that leader of that team, that's in Darius Thornwell. I think we truly, truly had missed him against Seton Hall. Joe, the Gamecocks were out-rebounded by a wide margin against Seton Hall. And then in the first half of the South Florida game on Saturday, that trend continued. South Florida out-rebounded the Gamecocks in the first half, and it was the Bulls with a six-point lead over the Gamecocks at halftime. <laughs> Frank Martin was not happy at the half. Joe, and he challenged this Gamecock basketball team, and they responded in the second half. Dwayne Notice hit four threes in the second half. Mike Coatsard, a freshman from Estonia, continues to play well. And, you know, the Gamecocks responded in the second half and rallied to beat South Florida by 11. Well, that's why he's coaching these guys up. And the one thing, you know, Frank does well is coach these guys up and pushes them to their limit. And one of the things, you know, although we are very young on the interior with the big man, uh, you still have to rebound. And, and that's all about heart, all about going out and getting it, putting a body on somebody and boxing out and getting that rebound. And as Frank challenged them at halftime, those guys definitely responded. You know, like I said, you can't always depend on Sanders. Not so much. Like I said before, we call him the Swiss Army knife of this team because he does so many things on both ends of the floor. But, uh, you know, as a team, they have to, you know, we don't have Michael Carrera. We don't have the two big Lithuanians from last year. So, Somebody's going to have to step up and start demanding it, you know, controlling the boards, whether it be Silva or or the big kid, Costner or whatever. So whoever whoever has to come in or anybody off the bench, you know, we get a lot of minutes from a lot of guys right now. So hopefully uh, they can do it as a team. You know, you know, one person can particularly just do it, but if they do it as a team and start boxing out and 
and, and, and hopefully some of the guards can get in. PJ, he's been doing a tremendous job of rebounding, you know, this year. So uh, rebound is the key, especially as we get towards uh, conference play. We're going to have to really learn to box out and put a body on somebody. Yeah, the Gamecocks have got three non-conference games left before they open SEC play at Georgia on January the 4th. Emerson Phillips with Joe Rett here on Gamecock Central Radio. Glad to have you along today. We hope you'll download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got this free phone app that allows you to listen to our podcast on your cell phone. It's a free app. You can download it at the App Store and on Google Play to subscribe to our podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio. You'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Joe, you talked about sophomore P.J. Dozier, who's really coming into his own here in the last few weeks. Four straight games. With 20 or more points for P.J., Dozier had uh, 23 in the win over South Florida on Saturday. That's a career high. Scored 23 in 28 minutes, and he and Dwayne Notice combined for 38 points. Notice had 15 points in 37 minutes of action. So the Gamecock backcourt we knew would be a strength of this team coming into the year, and even without Cinderius Thornwell, they're getting plenty of production from Dwayne Notice and P.J. Dozier really stepping up his game. Well, First of all, we hate the, the situation that uh, Sendera's in right now for the team. And whatever it is, I hope he come back soon. But, you know, there is a light in the tunnel. You know, I would try to find a bright spot or something. And that is the, the maturation of P.J. Uh, right before Sendera's went out, I think P.J. had a real, couple really good games uh, right before Sendera's got suspended. And as Sendera's has been out, you see that uh, P.J. has been playing really, really well. You know, he, 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 regardless of the All-American or not, um, first he's going to struggle. That's just, that's just the way of the world. That's just the way it is. And, you know, a lot of people was hard on him last year, but as you see now, the guy put in a lot of work, and you just seeing his, the growth in him. His confidence is out there right now. He's playing on a high level, and, and which is, is in turn is helping his team play much better in the absence of Sundar. So I'm, I'm proud of uh, P.J. growing um playing to the level that he is right now. Yeah, P.J.'s really matured, particularly on the offensive end. You know, I think um, we talked earlier about the fact that Coach Martin challenged him to play with better effort on the defensive end, just more consistently. It's not that the effort wasn't Mm -hmm. there last year. It's just that maybe the consistency wasn't there. And as P.J.'s defensive effort has improved, he's really shown – a lot of potential on the offensive end. Four straight games with at least 20 points for P.J. Dozier. And the Gamecocks, again, 2-1 and one without Sandarius Thornwell, who is out indefinitely. And it looks like he's going to miss the Clemson game as well, although we're still not sure about that. But that's what's being widely reported at this point, Joe. So before we turn our attention to the Clemson game coming up on Wednesday, I wanted to talk about you know, the fact that the Gamecocks are playing a lot of freshmen this year, and we're seeing that more and more as the season goes on here, Joe. Rakeem Felder. 26 minutes of action in the South Florida game. He scored 11 points, hit three threes, had five assists. That tied for the team lead. And Kadeem Gaillet, the seven-foot freshman, played 13 minutes, didn't put up a shot. He had two rebounds and a block shot against the Bulls. And Sadie Kaita, another freshman, 6'9 freshman, uh, played three minutes. Joe, a lot of freshmen contributing here, and Thornwell's absence has given these guys more minutes as well. Well, uh, the old saying is next man up. And in the absence of Sanderis, uh not only P.J., but other guys are going to have to step up and do as a team. You know, no one person can replace um, Sanderis and what he does. So what we have in turn is so many different guys, which is helping his team, is going to help us in the long run. Um, once we get in conference play, you know, we know what we're going to get from our guards. We know what we're going to get from the starting lineup. So this will be really a good time right now for some of the guys to get in and get some experience and 
you know, down the stretch when we get in the heat of this SEC schedule. We're going to need these guys to be able to, you know, have some playing experience, get a feel for the real college game and, and get those jitterbugs out because, you know, hey, once January comes, you're no longer a freshman. So hopefully they get in and, and start eliminating some of the mistakes and be able to, you know, be a catalyst to this team and hopefully on this run that we're going to make throughout the SEC uh, conference play. Kotsar, Gaye, Felder, and Kaita, the four freshmen that played for the Gamecocks on Saturday. And, you know, all four of those guys have seen time this year, and their role figured to expand as the season goes on. Darrell Holloman scored two points in ten minutes of action as well for the Gamecocks this past Saturday against South Florida. So we're getting ready for Clemson now, Joe. And Clemson is a hot ball club right now. They've won six games in a row. They come to the Colonial Life Arena on Wednesday night. And, you know, we hate to harp on the fact that Thornwell is out right now, Joe, but this really is a big story. I mean, the Gamecocks are ranked in the top 25 in the AP poll for the first time since 2004. And, you know, we've been curious to see how they're going to perform without their top player, Thornwell. So the Gamecocks, you know, finding ways to win at 2-1. and one. They did slip up in that game against Seton Hall, but we knew Seton Hall was a pretty good ball club. And another good team coming into the CLA Wednesday night, Joe. Six straight wins for Clemson. They lost to Xavier in Oklahoma at a uh, Thanksgiving tournament. It was actually right before Thanksgiving in Orlando, Florida. And Xavier was ranked, I think, 11th in the country at that time. And Oklahoma's traditionally a a good team year in and year out. Oklahoma's good. So uh, Clemson beat Alabama last time out. They won against Nebraska in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And they also beat Georgia to open the season, Joe. And Georgia's a team that beat the Gamecocks three times last year. So, no doubt, uh, Georgia has been a thorn in our side for the past couple of years. And uh, for the, for Clemson to beat a good team like Georgia, who's really well coached as well, um, is very impressive. And also to beat a good Alabama team, coached by Avery Johnson. Uh, I think they won that game on yesterday. But uh, you got this Clemson team. is a very, very tough team. You know, Brad Barnett is a, is a really good X and O coach. And, you know, they – when you watch a Clemson team, they really don't beat themselves. Uh, they don't make it very, very hard for you. They, they're going to try to take you out your comfort zone on the offensive end and just get that good, solid man-to-man defense. And, and you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a joy to watch this Clemson team play sometime. And you got a guy in Jerron Blossom game who uh, almost couldn't win the NBA last year. So you got a guy that's, I think he's having about 17, 18 points, uh, one of the best players in the ACC this year. Who, like, who could have been playing in the NBA, like I said last year, decided to come back and try to uh, make a good run with this uh, Clemson team. So uh, it should be a, it should be a real good test uh, for this soccer team. Without, like you said, we don't know if there's a is he coming back. He hadn't heard anything for sure yet on this Clemson game. But um, hey, playing at home, we need to take advantage of the home crowd, and hopefully uh, we get a good crowd out there to support this Gamecock team, so we can. Uh, Get another win against this Clemson Tiger team. Yeah, the Gamecocks have had the upper hand on Clemson in recent years, and you got to believe that that will be a motivation for the Tigers coming into the Colonial Life Arena for a 9 p.m. tip on Wednesday night. Late start. The game will be televised on ESPNU, but we expect a big crowd at the Colonial Life Arena for a big rivalry matchup with the Clemson Tigers on Wednesday night. And, Joe, I know after the way the football game went down a few weeks ago, Gamecock fans would love to get another win over Clemson on the hardwood Wednesday night. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, like you said, it was a tough game against the football team. And I think last week, uh, the Lady Gamecocks beat the Clemson Lady, Ga- uh, Lady Tigers. So hopefully, uh, 
on Wednesday night, we can uh, keep that role going, beating the Tigers. Not making up for the football, but uh, it certainly can uh, ease the pain a little bit. That's right. Gamecock women beat Clemson for the seventh straight time last week. Gamecock men will try to get that done coming up on Wednesday night. Joe, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas, and thanks for your time today. Happy holidays to you as well, Emerson. Thanks. All right, that's Gamecock great Joe Rett, and I'm Emerson Phillips. We appreciate you joining us here on Gamecock Central Radio. We're going to be talking Gamecock basketball with Joe all season long. Happy holidays to you and yours, and thanks for joining us on Gamecock Central Radio. Bakers, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local bakers. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.